This is for the players. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is for the players, the pop culturist PlayStation podcast for 40 years of playing PlayStation and five plus years in that games media combined. I'd like to thank you for joining us in this PlayStation conversation. <laughs> this PlayStation conversation happens at every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Spotify, 9 a.m. on the YouTubes. If you want to join in that PlayStation conversation, head on over to our Facebook, Discord, Twitter, Instagram, all the links in the description below. If you want to join this conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash the pop culture where you can watch us record this show as well as our wrestling show the young and the wrestlers on twitch come in join the chat be in the little chat boxy thing you can be dash you can yell at me at shit and like steven's in there now the mullet's in there with a resub it's tons of good fun on the twitch but one thing we'd like you to do if you were so kind would be to share that conversation tell your friends tell your family let them know that there is a playstation podcast in town that they may just want to check out and of course, you know, pods, podcast services, stars, ratings, and all that sort of shit. If you want to support us financially, patreon.com slash the pop You can buy merchandise at popcultures.com slash shop. You can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it. <laughs> Man. All right. So we so had back, a, so back to the chair discussion. Back to the chair side. All right. Before we even started, because this is the one thing that you get to do. If you come and watch, and watch us on Twitch, you get to be involved in the weird fucking conversations that we had beforehand. So we had this conversation about obviously the toilet paper incident about how there's no fucking toilet paper anywhere and that's bizarre and then we somehow we complained about the chairs as we do and we're like maybe we should get a new chair and then we have proceeded to have a debate in the chair sorry on in, the, the, chat, in the chat about the, the, chair, chairs. About the chairs everyone's just laying information about what chairs we should get what brands we should get because like granted as you pointed out no well, one can really see these chairs alternatively we could just get rid of the chairs entirely and just pop a squat the entire time <laughs> <laughs> just get, we'll have like hungarian shot putter thighs we would be fucking jacked if we did that no because the problem is these chairs were 30 dollar ones that i bought from office works they suck a whole bunch of balls like they are they are the worst fucking chairs I've ever just raise the desk life. do a standing chair well th this th it does have adjustable legs so we could do that however um we need new fucking chairs <laughs> and i was like well if i'm gonna do it i've had shitty chairs the entire time i've ever owned a chair i've never bought a good chair so i was like i might buy one of these quote-unquote gaming chairs it fits the the look of the room and it, it's nice and maybe some fucking company one day be like mm, we like that here's money and like maybe we can sort of you know work that in somehow so i was like oh looking at a bunch of different options and i was like oh here's one option and good friend dash in the chat's like fuck that chair I'm like <laughs> come on man i looked and i looked you know how much time i put into like looking for a chair it's really shitty when you spend ages researching something like this is what i'm gonna get and then someone's like it fucking sucks, dude. <laughs> that is the worst that thing That is exactly what happened. <laughs> See, look, even, look, now Steven's in the chat bringing in AK Racing chair. So we've talked about Secret Labs, ZQ Racing, and AK Racing. Three different fucking brands. And because I'm like a fat dude and I'm like not tall but i'm slightly taller than average they they're like you can only fit in this chair you fuck and then i'm like oh man very enthusiastic way to start the show yeah in short <laughs> Go, we'll if for any on. reason <clears throat> someone somewhere that isn't dash because he's like fuck your choice <laughs> uh knows anyone that want to hook us up with some chairs <laughs> 
Uh, go all in and get Herman Miller, says Stephen. I assume that's like a proper chair brand. Because that's the one thing. Like, we've totally, I've totally defaulted to getting gaming chairs, and that's probably dumb. We should really just get some good office chairs. In well, here. I did this last time. So I've been through... I've been in my house now for five years. In that five years, I've been... Th- I've been through three different chairs. Mm. Now, granted, one of them was dumb. I bought it on Catch of the Day. It was one of those massage chairs, and that oh. that was really good. I had seat warmers. Oh. Like, so, oh, it's nice and toasty on my butt. <laughs> and then after like six months, it's like, mm, now this this seat is not comfortable at all. <laughs> my butt's nice and toasty, <laughs> but uh... so yeah. No, you, sometimes you just got to spend that little bit extra to yeah. something that's going to last and is. And <clears throat> and the instant difficulty is that the second that we're like, oh, I should get new chairs, I have to buy two of the fuckers. <laughs> And, like, we have Patreon, and Patreon makes us a whole, like, fucking 30, bu- 30 bucks a month. So, in nine years, hey man, we'll have... Don't, a- don't, hate, don't hate on the Patreon No, no, people. I love the 30 bucks a month. Like, this is not me complaining about Patreon. This is just me going... Because I'd have to pour, fork out of my own dollars. And I, I'm like, 30 bucks a month Patreon is rad. But in nine years, we'd have two chairs. So... <laughs> So we just got to like, got to like fucking plan it out. <laughs> See, we, we should have screamed on accommodation and just bought new chairs. <laughs> like, fuck go to just, PAX. No, no, no. We just pitch a tent outside. <laughs> yeah, like, fuck go to PAX. on coronavirus anyway. Let's just use that money on new chairs. <laughs> Steven, got to start with the OnlyFans. Mm. Do you reckon you can do some solo vids for me? I can do some solo vids. Wait. I'm done with that. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and Chris B says Bunnings desk chairs. Oh yeah, mm. a lot of different choices there. I like it, but in short, we need fucking chairs, <laughs> and I don't have the money. <laughs> I have maybe the money to buy me a chair. Alternatively, we could just get bean bags and just make this like a really chill, just fucking cash chill podcast. You think noise from the beanbags well, you just don't move once you're in it oh, I can't do that <laughs> you, look this entire com- I'm doing it right now I'm talking with my arms as we're doing the show I can't sit still um, <laughs> the problem that I this is the problem that I'm having so as you're I said coming with your straight jacket on so like, I, I came like <clears throat> December is when I first started looking at getting a new chair I was like I'm finally gonna make the fucking call I'm gonna do see, it see that's when you should have done it I'm boxing day sales all yeah, that stuff yeah but we had built like bills get like Christmas. I'm like, yeah, I can't afford it. Yep. My wife's like, can't afford it. I'm like, no worries. January, start of the year. What have we got? Everything fucking apparently. Mm. And then I'm like, all right, February. February is my month. Guess what? Everything else. It's like, fuck me. So as it stands right now, <laughs> it's the 7th of March. And then our credit card got chewed because all our regos and stuff came out of it. And now it's like, this month. yeah. And now it's like, hmm. You might have to wait a couple of weeks. A couple of milk crates and a folded beach towel. Oh, I like the beach towel idea. That might be where it goes. But anyways, this is a PlayStation podcast. We mentioned at the start of the show, it's a gaming show. And we guess the gaming chairs sort of count. We haven't touched on any of that shit yet. What have we done with chairs? This has been like nine minutes in. All right, Max. How you been? Yeah, not too bad. How's your non-chair issues? My non-chair issues, that's fine. Um, I've been sick all week. So I quarantined myself so oh. i didn't get my child sick and my wife sick mm. it happened the day after the final fantasy demo came out so you know nice timing there yeah that's the main talk we're gonna talk about final fantasy <coughs> oh, i'm gonna show gonna talk talk about that a lot um so yeah so you know bit of a runny nose mm. headachey bit of cough all good now though and then now that i can hug my child again she now has um, conjunctivitis <laughs> nice so now I don't want to hug her <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to 
to get like goopy eye. Yeah. See, like I think I'm on the cusp of being sick, and I think I've been there for about three weeks now. Mm. <clears throat> Every time I try to get sick, my body, I just kind of push it back. Well, a see, the bit, second I get like a down. tickle in my throat, I'm just like, ah, conflict. <clears throat> And I'll just like yeah. consume a whole box. I'm just like, fuck this. And because I have like, I'm sure I've mentioned this on the show before. Cause I, for some reason I only ever talk about my bodily functions on the show is like, cause I have an, an overactive immune system in my nose, like an immune mm. response, I should say. So like my nose is constantly fucked. So then every morning I have a steroid spray that kind of keeps it all in check. The problem is I'm pretty sure that masks me being sick. Mm-hmm. So I'm probably carrying so shit. And, but because I can't feel it in my schnoz, I'm not sensing that I'm sick. Yeah. <clears throat> so this morning, I woke up and I thought I was fucking dying. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, I feel like crap. I'm feeling great. <laughs> Benson's back, baby. Benson's back. <laughs> so I could be horrible patient zero right now. Yeah, so that, that's been my way. I could be pushing through the coronavirus as we speak. Uh, but because I've schnozzed that shit, I'm probably doing the right. Have you been playing anything apart from the, the Final Fantasy? Uh, so I played Final Fantasy a fair bit. Um, seeing the gameplay for Baldur's Gate 3, I dove back in Divinity Original Sin 2, so I'm playing that co-op online. Mm-hmm. Such a good game. Such a good game. I played it. It's not a bad... It's definitely not a bad thing. Yeah! <laughs> definitely not a bad thing game. <coughs> I like um, how there is a Betson game. It's like yeah, very and the, clearly defined. And then apart so from I got that, way too enthusiastic and I've got a fucked up throat. Um, apart from that, you know, I've, you know, kicking it on Final Fantasy Online still, playing a little, little bit of League. All that stuff. Mm-hmm. Can't go uh, Can't go too crazy. Touched GTA for like 10 minutes and then went there. Yeah, <coughs> kind of done with you for now. Oh, man. Yeah. Played more, way more Two Point Hospital. Is this I so good. more Two Point Hospital. So um, I'm playing it. I swapped <coughs> from console <coughs> to PC. Mm-hmm. And then I had the wife come into the room. She's like, you playing that hospital game? I'm like, maybe. She's like, well, can you stop? Because all the achievements keep popping up while I'm trying to watch Scrubs. <laughs> oh, Games Pass, of course. <laughs> and I'm like, sorry. <laughs> but no, um, I'm the same, but I've been playing a ton of Two Point Hospital. I'm on the fourth or fifth hospital now. Yes, yeah, so I think I'm on the fourth fourth the first university hospital yes i'm on to now yeah so i've got the next one unlocked already because mm-hmm. i three-starred the others before i got yep. there but <clears throat> work on the university one now which is which is very fun the game's so great it's absolutely fantastic um so i did my first heist uh, my first casino heist mm-hmm. on my own well, not on my own but <clears> I, I did every i did all the setup myself in gta 5 go all the way and i was like i had a friend who happened to be on i was like hey mike hey james you want to uh Probably well, if you're if you're you know if you're free, both <coughs> both Cass and I have all the setups done. We're just we're just gonna go in and rob them. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, yeah, sweet. Well, because <clears throat> that's where right now. So like, I, I did the setups. I got ready to go. I broke in and I hear like, and he's like, I have like a fuck ton of money, so don't worry about it. So I gave myself like a seventy percent cut. And he's like, I, I got like, I did this game all the day, so don't worry about it. It was really handy and it went well, ish, ish. So the cut's obviously smaller because there's only two of us. Mm. <clears throat> so it came out with like 700. That's not bad. Which is not too bad. I mean, realistically, that's about what you get with four people. You've yeah. got a higher chance of getting a little bit more. Yeah. But that was cool. Like, we got really fucked up. And like, apparently, I was fighting the Terminator in there. There's this one guy in the stairwell who just fucking wrecked you every time you turned that corner. We didn't, like, a handful of times. It's <laughs> down. Um, I, f- I got credits on uh, Infliction. I saw that. The extended cut. Um, so 
it'll add a little bit more to what I mentioned last week. So it is, <clears throat> it is still the way I explained it in the in the in the tweet that I sent out was the game has has ambition. <clears throat> I can clearly see that this game intended on being something bigger. Like the guy, the guy wanted this to be huge. However. I did, I did feel it didn't quite land on the execution, but then knowing that it's one dude, one Aussie dude, might I add, um, it under, I understand why it didn't mm. come where it was supposed to, right? However, like, I enjoyed my time with it. It's probably, like, a good five, six hours. Um, the... <clears throat> The world itself is still very cool. The The mix between reality, poltergeist, and the occult was a little bit weird. Nothing, None of it really... It meshed, but not really. Because when I say occult, it's like occult imagery mm. and then a ghost woman. So it's kind of like they've taken bits of Silent Hill and taken little bits of... <clears throat> like, um... Uh, uh, I'm ghost game that I can't think of right now so like, yes yeah, so they've got they've got the Silent Hill occult stuff as yep. well as like a, a ghosty poltergeist sort of setup mm-hmm. and then kind of there but not quite um, I worked out how to scare the woman the ghost woman away because that's funny like you spot her in the hallway and she sees you and she kind of like crawls up like she doesn't just walk at you or float at you she's kind of like, like there's a little scurry at you and then you pull out your camera and flash and you go ah oh, fuck and then she fucks off <laughs> which, which I love and she scurries away Brent um, but yeah, no, look, I'm probably like, it's fine. Yeah. Probably these ways explain it. And knowing that it's one dude making the entire game instantly makes it more impressive. A, because I've never made a game in my entire life, let alone a game that would be fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, I, it's, in terms of a critical lens, yeah, it's it's fine. It's it's functional. It's the, 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 the temp, the, so the foundations are there for what could be something really awesome. Sadly, it just doesn't deliver that um but with more time skill uh, talent as in more staff i think it could have been something great <clears throat> but for a guy's literal first game mint yeah that's good <clears throat> i think that's what i played this week yeah that's better i see you every every now and again playing uh playing honk oh yeah i ain't got a choice in that one <laughs> playing the odd goose game oh i'm, I'm never playing the goose game <laughs> James doing it now. That and Paw Patrol. James can finish a whole level of Paw Patrol by himself now. Mm. It's been fascinating actually watching him <clears throat> get better mm. at playing games because there was a time where he would just know only how to go forward or backwards. That's it. See, what you should have done is not shown him that PlayStation 4 exists. You should have put him on some old-ass console and then blew his mind when he was old enough to understand that like now that we have these far superior graphics yeah but the problem is every time he would come in the room be like hey what are you doing i'm like uh i'm playing <laughs> commodore 64 <laughs> <coughs> yeah fair enough like the exposure that he gets from like yeah, what, seeing me play games is a bit different that would have been really cool if i could have done that but i don't think that was entirely possible i mean i walked in today he's like hey max guess what i've got my own phone now <laughs> I'm like, no okay. it's 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 millie's phone case he, he's like stole it and that's his phone i'm now, just like oh yeah, no, he's on Tinder. He's going he's hard. On Tinder. Yep. yep. Trying to... Nope, he's going to make an inappropriate <laughs> joke there. That <laughs> Tinder service. Anyway, that's enough about what we've been doing in chairs and shit. Let's get into the section we call Inform the Plays, where you tell you about what happened this week in PlayStation News. Ooh. The Last of Us is coming to TV. Yeah, it is. Mm. Announced by The Hollywood Reporter, Neil Druckmann, creative director of Naughty Dog, and Craig Mazin, creator of Chernobyl, 
They're joining forces to bring The Last of Us to HBO. President of Naughty Dog, Evan Wells, and HBO's Carolyn Strauss are also down to executive produce the show. According to the report, this is the first television series to come out of PlayStation Productions, which will co-produce alongside Sony Pictures Television Studios. will apparently recount the original tale with the possibility of additional content based on the forthcoming game sequel. Chris Parnell of Sony Pictures Television Studio states, quote, This is the first of many shows we intend to develop with our friends at PlayStation Productions. Show it Shows is the better answer. It is the perfect answer. Because like, for those that don't know, sometimes when I'm not doing my own stuff here, I go over to our good friend of the show, Dash, and his, in his Dash Gamer podcast, I went on a good tirade like last week about how uh, give up on movies. Yeah, give up on video game movies, make video game series because that is the best way to explain, best way to tell these stories in a nice long format, broken it down to really nail the nitty and gritty on characters, right? Mm. And the whole character dynamic that we, sorry, the character growth that we see in games. And this is perfect. HBO, fucking perfect. Like who needs Game of Thrones when you can have The Last of Us? So what are you hoping from this? What, <coughs> what are you hoping from a Last of Us TV series? Are you hoping that it is about Joel and Ellie, or would you prefer it focus on other characters in the world and kind of flesh out the story a bit more? Um, like, do we need more Joel and Ellie? I think so. Mm-hmm. I say that as a as a fan of the original. I I do think as as the 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 game. I think it's cool because I think they, I think the different performances can bring out different nuances in the story, mm. because it's just how Troy Baker delivered Joel lays down one one idea of who Joel is, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and although we can take that same framework and bring it into some other and into another actor, how they deliver it would still be slightly different, Correct. and that's what I want to see. I would like to see just how it's done, whether it can still hit the same or do the same. Um, The idea of being in the same world is really cool. And I think with like HBO and, you know, the the series that I've seen that them do, like they're not afraid to do like time skips and that sort of stuff. So maybe we can see a bit more of the fireflies external to to what Joel and Ali are exposed to Mm -hmm. or even... some more around the original outbreak would be cool there's a bunch of different ways they can go about it but i think keeping it with joel and ali is probably the safest bet if it was a movie similar to uncharted i'd be like do something else mm. so we got crispy in this in the chat saying which are on netflix is the reason why last of us got picked up hell yeah and then Cass saying i'd be keen to see a story about the two brothers that joel and ali meet that'd be cool mm. or even just the story of that of that um the guy and like the other guy who find out were lovers and I thought that'd be really cool mm. cool, cool, cool start. So just like living in that world would be gnarly but I do think you need like I think that there's already a connection to Joel and Ellie it's the same way that I understand like The Witcher isn't The Witcher as in with The Witcher games no because that's that's <clears throat> very much based on the books yes but like as in the reason I say that is because Geralt or Droll, however you fuck want to pronounce it. Jerry. Je- oh, good old Jez. Um, <laughs> good old Jez. Like Jez, like everyone can relate to Jez because they know him from the games. Granted, yeah. it's not the same story, mm. but he's your connecting piece to the world. Yep. Now here, Joel and Ali are those connecting pieces to your world. And that's like, that's that one difficulty 
with the second is like, well, it's only Ali. Is the dynamic of Joel and Ali that what really brings it? Now we know that Joel is in there from that trailer. Spoilers, but we're not entirely sure how he fits in the overall narrative, right? Whether he did die, whether he didn't, whether this is an image, he comes in later. So like there's a lot there and i think the narrative the story between joel and ali is what brings that world to into such a a, a good place such a, a like a that's what we want to see mm. pe- at its core people love stories about like characters and growth and um, relationships and emotion and i think that's that's the emotional core of the last of us oh i mean this is coming off the heels of <clears throat> what i think resident evil got picked up as a show now Oh yeah, that, that's what I did too. Yeah. Um, okay, I I think they said they've already found their lead actors. Oh really? I th- I think. Yeah. What well, for Resi? No, for uh, for uh, Last of Us. Who is it? Uh, the, the, the Jamie Lannister. And ah, <laughs> I saw that picture. I don't think that's legit. Yeah. Who would you Who would you cast? Oh, just any random bearded one. Like that's the one thing I've loved about the internet right now. Yeah. I've gone onto the Reddits and I've had a look. Is Nathan is Nathan Fillion free? No, uh, no, I don't think he grows. I don't think he can grow that beard. But it's just like literally pick any actor that may have had a beard once and any woman under thirty five. Like any woman under thirty five. That's pretty much how the casting is going now. Yeah. Um, saying that once again, good friend of the show Dash. He is doing an article uh, on. On, on his page about who we think should be cast in the film. Um, he's getting involved. A good friend, Paul James, is getting involved. He asked me if I wanted to get involved, but I said only if I can pick really wrong answers. So he hasn't come back to me yet because I'm going to just pull people out of my asshole. I'm going to be like, fucking Burt Reynolds. <laughs> okay. Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton's Ellie. <laughs> but I mean, I'm just going to pull dumb answers. But um, so Crispy, Crispy, Nicolaj Costa, who is mm. Jamie Lannister, is a good pick totally a good pick i think he would bring a, that right thing but then there's like uh J- josh cranston uh, you know the guy that had the beard in quiet place i've seen his name a lot oh yeah um yeah. mostly he has a beard primarily mm. hugh jackman I, I think it's probably too i think it's probably too small for hugh yeah jackman. I, was gonna say, I think hugh jackman's a bit too big for that yeah i think he would i think he would unless brilliant. unless he was like a mad fan yeah and he did it but even then what we're seeing is just but but then but then, we, but then are we gonna get uh the last of us the musical Oh, I can hope so. <laughs> the Last of Us, the animated musical. <laughs> but yeah, so you're, you're, are you keen to check it out? Um, I much prefer the idea of having it as a TV series than, than a, a movie. I think you're right. It gives them a lot more time to flesh out their characters, a lot more time to flesh out their story. They're not kind of limited to that <clears throat> two to three hour time frame that they have to fit into a movie. So hopefully they can dive, dive real deep because I would like more lore. Yeah, because even if it's like a seven-episode season and, say, you make them 50 minutes an episode, that's like eight hours, seven hours of minimum of mm. yeah of, of TV, and that's fucking dope. Like, that's what you need to really get those more nuances, which is what I want, personally. Mm. Should be good. Hopefully, they don't <clears throat> run into the trouble that their movies are having. But I real, I, I think the big difference is because Neil, like, when they asked about Uncharted, Neil Druckmann was like, I have no fucking idea. Mm. They haven't come to me about anything. But having Neil Druckmann directly involved is such a push. Like, that is putting it such in the right place. Yeah. Like, that is... When you hear that, I'm like, this is going to rock. Because, like, 
<clears throat> taking on the the voice the inspiration the creative voice behind this story and ensuring that they're involved in the creative process is brilliant like so that way you know like they can break it down and get that emotional core that they mm. want like they can exp- in the same way having robert kirkman in the walking dead they're like look we know it's basically the walking dead like it's it's the the, the main story within the comics but we're gonna fuck with it and he's like because i'm here i can make sure these characters are being surface serviced correctly mm. you know and that's the same way that game of thrones was until they ran out of books you know what i mean yeah yeah it kind of just got worse and worse as you went on as yeah. we went on the potential is rad and the, the, the like the there's there's a level of confidence that i have around the people involved and i think that's important mm. moving on that no, should be good uh, Ghost of Tsushima gets a release date. It's coming the 26th of June. Woo! Four versions have been announced. The standard version, the special edition, which comes with a steelbook, a digital mini art book, in-game items and skins, and director's commentary. The digital deluxe, the digital mini art book, dynamic theme, director's commentary, and in-game items and different skins. And the collector's edition, a steelbook... <coughs> A Sakai mask with stand, cloth map, and Sushimono war banner. Physical mini art book, and same DLC as the digital deluxe versions. So, uh, other than that, there was a story trailer that came out as well. I've not watched it, hence why it's not in the news. I also I did mention it. it because, for me, I'm playing this game, fucking regardless. Mm. But, like, it's, it's interesting because I'm not a big fan. Of, I'm not a big of a fan of Japanese culture. Or Japanese thinking. I know there's people that love samurais and mm. that sort of feudal Japan stuff. So I'm, I want to go in as clean as possible, just to really enjoy myself. No, I, I'm. It's a good time for it to release. I think mid year <clears throat> gives it enough time to come out before next gen. Mm. Gives people time to enjoy it before they get onto that uh, that hype train of got to play the the newest latest best stuff that comes out and the best thing about it because like one of the things like knowing that the ps5 is still hopefully fingers crossed coming in october or november right it, this gives a good six month leeway like for no first party titles so that means presumably from june the focus can solely be on next gen mm. so because i'm gonna put it out here right now this is this is my tinfoil hat i mentioned this on twitter when i made the post <clears throat> tinfoil hat time because uh, we'll get we'll spoil one of the quick bits later as well. One of the quick bits they announced that the Death Stranding is coming to PC, June second. This so, Ghost Ghost Date, mm-hmm. Last of Us HBO series. Mm-hmm. Both of those, all three of these things, really sound like something that would have made an awesome presentation, rather than just being farted out in PR in PR blasts. Would have been a really nice state of play. But it's not Sony going, yay, our, one of our titles is coming out on PC. It's No, 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 it's, but like, I'm, I'm mostly looking at Ghosts and Last of Us yeah. here, right? Like, that would have been a supplementary thing in the thing. Yeah. Think, but, but like, the, but, the Last of Us, one of the be- most popular fucking franchises to ever come out of PlayStation, and all it gets dropped on is on Twitter? Like, look, social I, media is huge and is massive, but... Come on. Look, I get where you're coming from, but what if this is the only two things they've got to talk about? 
Yeah. Can you imagine them announcing a straight up play? Like, yeah, all we're talking about is the HBO series for Last of Us. Yeah, and then they have interviews with the people, with like Neil Druckmann, like, and he's like, hey, I'm involved, and it's going to be this, and we're looking at doing, maybe some concept pictures. They'll blow the fuck up. I mean, so did the Twitter post. Yeah, so the Twitter post. But, like, <laughs> I, I personally think that if they... If they this could have slash may have been a state of play. I mean, don't get me wrong. Personally, I'm very sick of the fact that Sony's holding their cards so close to their chest at this point. I'm it like, makes our I'm job like, so I'm like, fucking hard. We're a quarter of the way through the year already. Mm. We're supposed to be getting next-gen consoles this year. So what's that? Six, maybe seven months away. Sony still haven't said anything. Said it's coming. We don't know what it looks like. Don't know how much it's going to be. Don't really know what it's going to do. Chernobyl Tighten the t- jorts. Chernobyl was the, sh- was the tit. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, so, like, it's going to be... Yeah, it's it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Look, I, as I said, tinfoil hat, I have a feeling that this should have been... This may have been part of a presentation that never never hurt, never happened mm. like think about it we, we spent the entire month of february just speculating on different presentations and the, they ca- this and they playstation having- meeting was doing this this doing that and this and that but nothing happened nothing eventuated but like they kept having really good dates there was like the the anniversary of the ps4's correct launch we just celebrated 20 years of the ps2 was it 20 years of the ps2 20 years of the ps2 another great date that you could have been like hey guess what this is what's coming we take a look back and a look forward. Nothing. We're getting nothing. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Fucked. But one one good thing we'll, we'll, we'll know is that, you know, <laughs> whether E3 happens or not, PlayStation may still rule the conversation <laughs> with ghosts. Like, dropping it li- like the week after E3, if not... Depending on where, actually, yeah, the week after, I think. Depending on what happens. With Depending on what happens, like, what amazing. So, just like Geelong's toilet paper situation, E3 is not looking so good. Oh yeah, it's not true. <laughs> Upon its original pitch earlier this year, E3 2020 was planning on revitalizing its show floor experience with the likes of experimental zones, access to insiders and influencers. Oh fuck! <laughs> and digital programming. Video game merchandiser I Am 8-Bit was the creative director tasked with putting all of that together. But three months before the Electronic Entertainment Expo is due to take place, the company has pulled out of the role completely. Revealed in a tweet, I Am 8-Bit said, quote, It's with mixed emotions that I Am 8-Bit has decided to resign as creative director of what was to be an evolutionary E3 2024 experience. We have produced hundreds of gaming and community events, and it was a dream to be involved with E3. We wish the organizers the best of luck. We've quote. produced hundreds of gamings. We've done all the things. We've done all the things. That's huge. Yeah, E3's... St- I mean, considering the fact that GDC got cancelled mm. due to coronavirus... South death, by Southwest got canned this morning. Yeah. I don't think E3 is going to go ahead. Unless something miraculous happens and they get this under control. Yeah. No one's no one's sending like Bungie have said all their staff are indefinitely working from home until this is over. Yep. No one wants their staff to get sick. Not this definitely not this year. You like no one no one's doing this. It's crazy. <laughs> it's cra- like look, it concerns the fuck out of me that Pax Australia may just suddenly get the can, which makes me so sad because we just booked accommodation. Mm. WrestleMania is four weeks away, oh Max. My God. <laughs> 
90,000 people in the same building. Now, look, Vince McMahon had some fucking per- wrestler die in the, middle, in the middle of a show and they kept going. So, like, it's not going to stop him, but that is so horribly concerning. People just need to be considerate to others, and if you feel sick, don't go out. Mm. Just do the right thing. <laughs> But players have a reason to celebrate, Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) Collectively, PlayStation players have earned the 2.7 million trophies and played over 675,000 games required to meet all three goals, which were met in under two weeks. Holy fuck, ball. Like, when we pitched that... So, you know how I just said everyone should, like, chill out and stay inside if they're sick? Maybe some of us need to go outside. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I instantly just, like, changed my my thoughts on that. If you're not sick. Yeah. Yeah, if you're not sick, stay home and play games. But if if you're doing fine, get fuck out. Do something cool. Uh, Now, I still haven't received any of my stuff oh I got I got two notifications so I have I've signed up yeah and I have received zero system notifications would you like the theme the, the yes, standard I, okay. I super want the, I got I, gi- I got given two codes for some reason uh, I super want all the themes because the, the last thing looks really good the last thing I can't wait looks so good but yeah I've none I don't know if that's because I'm running the beta software at the moment ah, and I'm just it. not getting anything but well, we'll so for the longest time, like, I never get any sort of those promotional emails. None of them, right? Mm. And, like, only... And that was the thing, because when we... Even when I did try to do the... Um, uh, the... the what, what was it? Oh, the party? The, the 2019 the, wrap-up thing. Oh, yeah. I couldn't even do that for some reason. So... Well, look. If both the codes I were given aren't the same, you can have one. Some quick bits. The Nintendo PlayStation sells for $300,000. Not bad. Not bad. PS4 reportedly sold a ridiculous 68 million more units than Xbox One. So that means the, the Xbox is estimated to sold about 40 million units. But PS4 is seeing it, as we last saw, 108. Mm. Now, this is fascinating because I remember hearing like two years ago that the estimated number for, for Xbox was like 35, 38. I, they, they, it's not possible. They have to have sold more than that. I don't know. I, I equally bought two Xbox Ones and two PS4s. This, this, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, cycle. you know, if you bought two and someone else bought two, that's at least thirty-eight point zero 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 four. Look, I mean, that is like, I understand the Xbox did not do as well. But I, I, I think with with the likes of Games Pass, with the likes of all these other initiatives, I, I there has to have been an, an upflux since last I like, the last number I heard was yeah thirty five. That was X amount of time mm. ago, like two years ago. I can't believe that they've not sold like another 10, 15 million in that time. Yeah, well, after the news of this week with um, uh, CD Projekt Red coming out saying if you if you buy the basic version for your basic Xbox, we will give you the enhanced edition when it becomes available for free i'm really waiting for sony to see what sony's stance is on the mm. you know if we buy it on the ps4 or their smart smart their smart delivery i think yeah smart which in short is just forwards and backwards compatibility yeah. like it's nothing fancy it's they're just, like it's a cool way of wording it they're, yeah they're sure. like we'll enhance 
you'll get the enhanced version. It'll it'll run in your 4Ks, your, your blah, blah, blah. Yeah, or the Pro kind of does that now. Mm. Like, you know, if you have the base, the ba- version runs mm. on base PS4, but if you put it in your PS4 Pro, mm. it gets slightly better. I know it's not the same because, you know, obviously the next gen is much larger. Yeah. But, yeah, I... I, I so... It, it, like, the way it's worded makes it sound incredibly customer supportive, which is rad, mm. but it's nothing they've not already talked about. But they've also said that it's... Apart from... City of Project Red saying it's going to be available on Cyberpunk. They've also said it's only going to be on their own first party. First. Yeah, so their first parties are guaranteed. Yeah, but and they then mentioned it's up that it's to the developers yeah. and the publishers for the rest of. The them. interesting thing about this though is it really forces hands because it's one of those things. If they're like, if they chose not to, if a developer chose not to do it, they'd be like, they instantly look like an asshole. They're like, well, what you mean? Well, so the functionality is in there, but you chose not to do it. Yeah. You're the arsehole. <laughs> oh, it depends. It might just mean someone's like, well, I'm going to wait to buy this game until the next gen because I want the best version of mm. this game. But say, uh, on top of that, like Cyberpunk or CD Projekt, they have no question about how many units they're going to sell a Cyberpunk. Oh, yeah, they're going to sell all the units. Yeah, so they, they're like, look, we'll give you the upgraded version for nothing. They're like, cool, we were already selling 84 million of them. Like, so it's not really going to hit Cyberpunk in the same way of, like, really affecting their bottom line. Mm. Like, if you're estimated to sell about 7 million copies of something... Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens to their bottom line with their new return policies for good old for games. For GOG, yeah. Because it's, it's, it's now 30 days, no questions asked. I, I have a feeling that, like, I think that'll give people a lot of peace of mind and a lot of comfort. They have said, though, that if you abuse the system, they will be like, no, you're not getting a return yeah. anymore. I think so, it, so you can't, like, buy a game, finish the game, return and get another one, finish it, return and yeah. get another one. I think it's the, for people just knowing. They're like, oh, well, I can return it if yeah. I... It, it, A, will encourage more spending because they're like, oh, if I don't like it, let's return it. Mm. It's the one thing I hate about buying digitally, especially, like, on the PlayStation Network there are no refunds yeah i tried to get a refund for anthem and they basically said no and i'm like the game literally doesn't work mm. like it literally blue screens every time i load it and they're like well it, sa- it says here you've played it so sorry yeah. you've downloaded it not our problem yeah. it's like kinda, and that's the one thing like, which is a weird line because like you know for for us we get access to a lot of you know codes so uh, I, I say a lot like we get thousands of them that's what, so that didn't mean to sound so braggy but like we get access to codes so like for us digital fucking rocks mm. but then we don't have to return it <laughs> yeah. but it's, it's also their way of ensuring that we don't hock the game off yeah of course I understand <laughs> how that works but it is frustrating as a consumer that when you buy a product you you have certain rights especially in Australia yeah, with, we the, have, with ACCC, we have, yeah yeah and it's just yeah I do wonder where the, where the ACCC stands on that well, that's why Steam refund policy changed for yeah. Australians because they're like, I think, we. I think it's because PlayStation offers a, re- a refund policy. However, there's like asterisks yeah. where Steam was just like, no, period. Yeah. Sony offices in London, Paris, and why would you do this to me? A, a town in Poland have closed due to coronavirus fears. <laughs> Jack. Head of Sony Santa Monica heads over to Stadia. Yeah, so the the previous studio head, uh, which you, if you go if you watch the making of the God of War series, um, she's in there very prominently. Brilliant woman, like how she runs the <laughs> studio was great. Um, she then went up and 
she's now working for Stadia as part of this new development team, I think. And one of the other women that you see in that same documentary has now moved up. Names, can't remember. But if you watch the documentary, you know exactly who they are. Uh, GF works at the ACCC. I'll see if I can find out. Oh, Girlfriend works. Oh, yeah, that'd be a good idea, actually. That'd be rad. That'd be rad. That would be some rad knowledge. It's one of those things like... <laughs> every packs. Um, there is always a booth for the Australian classifications board. No one ever fucking goes there <laughs> except for me. Cause I love going there and like not grilling them, but to sort of try gather more information around that side because everyone's really quick to bitch and moan about the rating system. I'm like, give me some deets. Like why would this game be refused? Mm. Why this and that? What does the actual guidelines look like from a back end system from a back end look? And you know, it's one of those things. It's like, that's where I people, come to. People might not be so angry if they understand how this is. Exactly. Works. So when you look at it, like it's predefined as in like if it, it's almost like a checklist does it have this yes then it's rated this does it have this it's instantly refused classification like it's it's it's, it's gray area-esque you mm. know what i mean like but it's, it's mostly black and white and that's the one which is a problem in and of itself but people don't understand that that's what like when these guidelines came into place this is what was determined as yeah what would refuse it if it hits any of those you're done and it's not like companies don't have access to this list. Correct. So now, not saying they should entirely structure their game to meet Australian no, demand, of not. because we uh, Australia as a uh, as a consumer base is so stagnant is not probably no. like top six at best for most uh, most developers. So I understand they're not tailor making it for for Australia, but there like the the rules need to be looked at. We've discussed that plenty of times in the show. Uh, as we alluded to earlier, Death Stranding is coming to PC June 2nd. With some really interesting tie-in stuff to Half-Life. Yeah, I saw a picture of uh, Norman with a um, with one of those crab wankers on his head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you can get a hat. I had face hugger and I'm like, no, that's the wrong that's franchise. <laughs> I think it's just called a head crab. Yeah, head crab. Yeah, it makes sense because it's crab on your head. <laughs> yeah, so you can get that in the game. Uh, unsure of it, whether that's coming to the PS4 version rad if it did uh apparently there's some differences there's like ultra wide monitor support there's a higher frame rate version there's a photo mode which i don't mm. think's in the ps4 version mm. which it might be i don't remember um i'm keen i'll play it again yeah you said you're a sucker yeah, you're gonna I'm buy the uh ghost recon breakpoint getting a big overhaul in an immersive update yeah, yeah. i put in there my hey the game's still going and if anything if anything can we just give some minor praise to Ubisoft? Because even when their games are broken because of them at launch, they then stick to it. Like, For Honor was broken at launch. Look at it now. Siege, busted at launch. Look at it now. Division, look at it then. Look at it now. Ubisoft is probably one of the only big-time developers slash publishers that actively support their games for the long term. Mm. And I think that greatly gets um, swept under the rug. Oh, yeah. A small feature for Doom Eternal shows off a heavy metal choir. Yes! So this came through my email yesterday. It's across their social medias. So Mick Gordon, uh, who, you know, I'm a big sucker for Doom. I, you know, I love that soundtrack so much. He essentially put a, a casting call out to just any metal vocalists in America. I'm like, hey, do you want to come be part of this heavy metal fucking choir? And then I had a look at the list of some of the people that are in there and I'm, I'm, I, I came in my shorts. Like, I, unquestionably. Like, 
Uh, one of the big notable ones for me that makes me super, super excited is Tony Campos. Tony Campos is the bass player for Static X and Ministry. Static X is one of the first bands that got me into heavy music. I was like 12 and they blew my mind. And I saw them just recently. So knowing that he's involved, I'm like, <laughs> and like listening to it, it's just metal as fuck. Doom Eternal is like two weeks away, man. <laughs> get hyped <laughs> yeah dude I, I was excited i was excited for the game and that was fine i was like i'm ready this and then this came out and then that's when the fucking floodgates went i'm like yup now i'm in give me doom eternal i want it when's the soundtrack on vinyl because i'm probably gonna buy it then as well uh yeah no i, I the instant instant gates and there's flush flush water everywhere PlayStation 2 turns 20. Oh, yeah, we saw yeah which we spoke about earlier. And PlayStation Now has been spotted on the Australian PlayStation Network. Yeah, so for a couple of people, if you pull up your PlayStation Store on your phone, there's a little promo art for PlayStation Now. And it's like, try, fine, get your seven-day free trial. Click it, and it just takes you to it. Like, this doesn't link, doesn't work. But it looks like it's happening. Is it too little too late? Uh, probably. But I think it's it's probably worth having. Cause I know they've started putting a lot more high-profile... Yeah video games on it i presume that it's coming to ps5 as well as a lot of a lot of dollars there um and this adds to a story that that i pilfered from some from another podcast um like x amount of months ago when they sony announced like there was an announcement that there was a uh a little office in adelaide being created around sony about 30 something engineers were, were hired to work in this place in place in adelaide now nothing has come out of that since then but having them be engineers implies infrastructure mm. so i have a feeling that they have been working on some sort of playstation now possible infrastructure here in australia adelaide makes perfect sense it is almost clearly i mean in the middle I mean, of to the be country fair though, adelaide's internet infrastructure is amazing too yeah like it's really good yeah so like having it there then allows it to be across the world like having it based in sydney would be ideal because it's sydney but it, you know what if you're on the what if you're on the the west coast you know it's really far away and like i, I presume there's more, like local servers like just like netflix there's not one server for all of australia because that would bottleneck like a motherfucker there is like a big hub and then there's a bunch of smaller servers mm. around so you just connect whichever one you're closest to and i imagine they'll probably do the same here but these engineers like i presume this is all presumption might i add that these guys have been working on how to get playstation now here in australia no, two tinfoil hats in the one episode. How's, <laughs> fucking how's that for you? Anyway, that's enough about what happened this week in PlayStation News. Let's have a chat, Max, about the Final Fantasy VII Remake demo. As you can see on Max's arm, he is quite excited for Final Fantasy. He's got that guy I- there, Cloud Strife, on his arm right there. So I presume you hated the demo. Uh, let me paint you a picture. All right, sweet. We're going to go back in time. Oh, fuck. I'll have a drink. <laughs> it's my sixth birthday. <laughs> oh, you weren't kidding. So, 14 years ago. Yeah. 14? You're 20? No. Wait, hang on. 24 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Quick math. 24 years ago, my mum comes home from the local video store. Oh. With I'm, not just... And flashbacks. With not just a copy of Final Fantasy VII, but a PlayStation as well. Oh, she hired one from the store? Yes. Oh, Final Fantasy VII was the first ever game... I played on PlayStation. Yeah. Now, my love for this game is deep. <laughs> as as Benson pointed out before, I have tattoos all over my arm from Final Fantasy VII. My hype for this game 
was so strong. <laughs> and after playing the demo, it's dropped a little bit. Oh, whoa! It's really? dropped a little bit. Okay, so I dove in and I see the cutscene. And I'm just like, oh my God, it's so beautiful. Yeah, it is yeah. absolutely stunning. The graphic overhaul... <laughs> the graphic overhaul that they've done and the care that they've put into this is perfect. The new combat system is absolutely fantastic. Mm. I love it. I love the real-time... Uh, the real-time fighting. I'm sweating here. My glass keeps falling. <laughs> uh, you know, the combat's tight. You can dodge. You can block. It, it, it's free form. You have complete control over your camera and character. Amazing. And then I'm like, but they said they had classic mode. So I'm going to do my due diligence. Go play in classic mode. Oh my God. They take all agents, all player agency away from you. <laughs> like, do you want to just watch this game be played? Because that's the mode for you. <laughs> it's going to automatically walk and dodge and block and attack for you. All you can do is be like, I think you should use some magic now or maybe a potion. That's it. It does literally everything for you. And that's... No. I show you... Because that's the because like that's the option in the difficulty, right? No, so so you've got easy mode, normal mode, and they're both the new versions, mm-hmm. and then you have classic, and they they define classic as the way you originally played the game, where you wait your turn and you 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 open your command window and you be like, I want to do this, I want to do that. It doesn't really do that. It literally moves around the screen for you automatically. You automatically dodge. You automatically block. You automatically attack. The only agency you have over that character in classic mode is, hey, my special bar's full. Let's activate that now. Mm. And that disappointed me a little bit. Now, granted, I'm not going to play in that mode because it made the boss that it was in the demo a complete cakewalk. I actually struggled to play it on normal mode. I nearly died a couple of times. I went through on classic mode and I literally just put my controller down and ate some dinner and <laughs> it fought the it it literally takes all player agency away from you. So if you're gonna play this game, please don't play in classic mode. Please play it the way it seems to have been intended to be played. So when you when you pick classic mode, it does say this is played in the easy difficulty as well. So, you know, that could be a, a factor. One of the other things I was a little disappointed in, and this was from a um, f- from an article I read with someone who got hands-on the first three hours of the game. Uh, one of my favorite characters is no longer a playable character in the first part of the game. He's just going to be a support character. So oh, that, yeah. that was a bit of a shame. Um, they, they did say he will be playable in part two, but they said because we can't, because you meet him so late in the game for those who've already played it, you'll probably guess who I'm alluding to. They're like, we can't flesh out his story, so we don't want to give you player agency over him when you don't know who he is yet. Which is kind of fair. I get that. So hopefully, um, hopefully I don't have to wait too long for part two. But my hype levels kind of come down a little bit because I was hoping that classic mode meant literal classic mode where I have my my old turn-based system back. Yeah. But I'll definitely be playing it the new way anyway. Now, I have gone on the record many, many times (laughs) about how little I care for Final Fantasy. I just don't care. I can't care. I just don't have it in me. Um, And as Dash nicely points out, 
in the chat. Ryan Metzen on the Dash Culture E3 special, day two, 2019. I said, and I quote, Final Fantasy can suck a dick. Times have changed, Max. <laughs> it looks like I am now the one sucking that dick. Because uh, that demo was fucking rad. Mm. Now, it is it is the same demo that I played at PAX. So for me, it was a lot of, all right, well, let's see if the, the glitz and glamour of PAX, uh, you know, sort of being on the floor and playing it, and that's sort of what swayed me to think it was really good on the day. Because that's totally possible. It's like mm. it's almost like this uh, uh, dream haze of you a get convention. the contagious hype. You contagious hype, right? Nah, not at all. Game's great. Yeah, yeah. Like it looks so stunning. Uh, even like just when they're doing that sort of opening cinematic, as you said, when like they're panning out of what's the city called? Um, uh, uh, Midgar. Midgar. As you as they sort of zoom in and out of Midgar, I'm like this is fucking awesome and then when you're playing the game and you look and you zoom in and you look have a look at cloud and so just his details i'm like how are you carrying that sword you know what fuck it you look amazing it's like, just because the, the version that we played was a pre-alpha build so if you zoomed in too hard on the um on the hair example like the anti- the anti-aliasing wasn't quite there so it was a lot of jaggies and it was kind of mm. weirdly see-through right like it was very much an alpha build where here it is a much later build it looks brilliant plays great um which is interesting because it it, play, it it plays similar to kingdom hearts mm. except i fucking hated kingdom hearts <laughs> and and how and how it plays so i it, it I, plays very similar to what final fantasy 15 does yeah and i, I really enjoyed it uh i <laughs> i like the characters because once again this is all brand new for me i've never played final fantasy 7 in my life well see i like i like all the little quips that they they talk about um like not not inside the cutscenes themselves, but like when you're just walking around from place to place, um, they have you know you know how characters talk to each other. Banter, yeah, is what I'm looking for. After one of the battles, um, just shortly after I get after you get Barrett, the the gun arm man, he does a dun 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 dun, which is the which is the battle theme song when you win the battle. It plays that song in every Final Fantasy game. <laughs> and I was like, I like that. It's good because <laughs> now there's no end of battle screens because it's all in one screen you yeah. don't it's, it's not like you there's no transition there's no transition into a into a battle encounter and then you trans, transition back into your your open world exploration it's just all there well and the one thing because I know that the old Final Fantasy's had that was like the random encounters mm. glad that's gone mm-hmm. I, you know only because if I had to deal with that I would fucking quit in a heartbeat there's no way I would I would see this through if I had to deal with like random encounters so it's been quite happen. some time since they've had random encounters in a Final Fantasy yes. game believe uh final fantasy 10 was the last one even though i didn't fucking play it. I, don't, I don't play who cares but <laughs> so um that's nothing too new having the having the enemies being seen and um not having that that battle screen but so in the final at the end of the, this this is the, the thing so in, at the end of it you have the option of 20 minutes or 30 minutes for the for the bottom what'd you pick oh 20 minutes so i, got, I, got, so I think it takes like six if yeah. you're paying attention and yeah, just I, do I, what I, you need to do i got out there, i got out there in like eight i think yeah eight or nine not even that gnarly yeah it's, I, and it's, i was playing on normal it's not too. tight it's not tight yeah i was playing so normal. it's fine i'm pretty sure in the rig- in the original version you have to pick your timer before the boss fight so you mm. got to deal with the boss as well inside that time limit 
Oh, wow. Whereas in the demo, you pick the time limit after. But it, yeah, so you pick the time limit before, but it doesn't initiate yeah. until. Well, because once again, having played it at PAX, I was like, cool, I beat this boss in fucking no time at all at PAX. I presume it's the same thing. If I got... Cause we didn't, the PAX demo was different. Mm. Uh, you didn't pick a time if I recall and it starts the second you enter that reactor so you walk you climb down that ladder you face your boss and the second the whole thing explodes that's the, so the whole the whole yeah, yeah. area explodes that's where you transition out so the the whole yeah, part of the start never saw before awesome a bit afterwards awesome as well so it was really cool to like not just give you that small sample that they've had on show floors like they've given it a bit more oomph on the front and the back mm. which which i really like because it gave me an incentive to play it yeah no it's i i think it's a nice slice of the game to, mm. to, to throw people into because it's it's literally the very start it is like, it's, it's the literally the very start yeah, yeah. Like that, like that has me pretty super keen to sort of knowing that this is the start, and then I'm not really like going to hurt myself too hard later on. Mm. Um, yeah, because like we, you know we were already going to pick it up and play it for review anyway. Not a concern. Um, oh yeah. Look, I said I thought about asking for a code, but I'm like there's going to be like a thousand, hundred people asking for it. Someone's going to buy it. But you're going to buy it anyway, so might as well um but yeah no like it, it certainly it's it has my attention it has my curiosity and it's delivered better than i have anticipated i'm totally not looking forward to the 100 gig download size that i'm not looking forward to i can tell you that. because i'm telling you right now i'm not waiting an extra day for a physical copy because it comes out here good, good friday. friday so nowhere's gonna be open hmm and unless someone breaks the old release date, which I don't think anyone will, I'm going to be buying it online. Yeah, I, I, look, I'm, I'm going to be playing it at midnight. <laughs> I'm very happy to know that my opinion has changed. Mm. Like I said, I've, I've argued for many years about how trash Final Fantasy is. It's because I, I most 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 of the time it's me just being an asshole. And I, because I know people and I work with people that love JRPG, so a lot of the time it's me just trying they're, to get under the skin I of mean, people. They're not for everyone. Mm. They're really not. Like, you know, the first time I played Final Fantasy VII, I think it took me about two hundred and fifty hours to finish, mm. and I do not have two hundred and fifty hours these days. I think that's one of the biggest turn off for me. It's that. It's the weird characters. It's the it's silly hair. It's, I just can't. I, I can't connect to it. Mm. You know, like I played JRPGs when I was younger. And I'm pretty sure I played the demo of Final Fantasy VIII like a hundred times because it came with my console with my PS One. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, but like saying that though, I am super keen for remake. Um, I yeah impressively got one over so you will see it here we will be talking about it here oh yeah it's one of those things because in an alternate reality if i consult if i consult the calendar should have been out already i think it would be out on tuesday Mm. how do i get into that alternate reality yeah because in that reality we would have already played last of us as well yeah good times and i'm in vr oh fuck <laughs> anyway let us know what you think of final fantasy 7 remake chuck them in the ends in the comments below come chat to us on twitter on the social medias we really need to get your fucking twitter up and running to do oh, my twitter's there i just very rarely never use it, use it. No. get your picture on there for one yeah maybe yeah just get involved on your twitters 
is what I'm saying. All right, I can do that. You occasionally come in and you like my family, and I was like, mm-hmm. I'll do it. I'll get. Yeah. I'll get, get in there, the dude. Twitter is fun. Get engaged with the likes of Dash and Stephen and 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 like Dave Brown and all the other podcasters that we we associate with. And Twitter becomes an instantly awesome place. Like Twitter is fantastic. I'm not gonna lie. I literally only have Twitter to follow Trump. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. I love the craziness. Like take advantage of it and sort of start associating with your fellow podcast creators. Yeah. It's a good. It's a. It's a good. The Australian sort of indie <laughs> yeah, scene yeah, is a good yeah. collective. I'm a Dash. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good collective, and it'll. it'll oh, I agree. And allows me to like talk to Dash and sort of. It's just a good way to bring a bunch of people together. Yeah. And I, I personally enjoy it. I find it way more entertaining than Facebook these days. Yeah, I, don't, I literally I wouldn't have Facebook if I didn't use Facebook chat so often. Yeah, if I didn't have the Facebook page and group, I wouldn't go there. Saying that though, like, I use the group. Okay, like I I go to the group most days. So if you do happen to join us on socials, go to the Facebook group. You'll yeah, I'm always we'll certainly I'm always still floating around there too. But anyways, that and like, Discord, I'm you know, always it, on Discord. <laughs> that's true. I never use Discord. I'm so I'm bad at Discord. Discord. But anyways, as we said, in that alternate reality, Final Fantasy VII will already we should already be in our hands, Max. However, let's have a look at what other games would have been coming out alongside of Final Fantasy VII remake if we're in that alternate reality in a section we call coming to the players we tell you about what games are coming out this week on your playstation truly easy nothing <laughs> yeah, yeah <it> was- <laughs> so this week we have uh the drop new playstation games for march 10 2020 again this is us playstation blog so some dates may be subject to change some games may not exist for us aussies still so glad they changed their date system mm. Covert, PSVR, PSVR Digital. Hidden Through Time, PS4 Digital, out 12th of March. Jump Step Step, PS4 Digital, out March 11. Langrisser 1 and 2, PS4 Digital and Retail. Monster Viator, PS4 Digital. My Hero 1's Justice 2, PS4 Digital and Retail, out March 13th. Neon City Riders, PS4 Digital, out March 12th. Neo 2, PS4 Digital Retail, out March 13th. Journey to 1555 Japan, a country gripped in endless warfare where monsters and evil spirits stalk a land of natural beauty and menacing peril. Hunt down your enemies as a rogue mercenary wielding the supernatural powers of the mythical yokai. Can you survive the treacherous Sengoku era and the new and terrifying Dark Realm? Personally, no, because I couldn't finish the first what one. What day does this come out? Uh, March 13th. Is it a Friday? Mm, it's a week back from today. So, yes, Friday. Friday. Damn it. I was going to say, well, depending, depending on when it comes our way, because we ha- I have reached out. So, if it does happen to come on the Thursday, we'll stream it Thursday. Um, last time we streamed this game, I lasted nine seconds before I died. I'm, like, you know, the, you... You come to, you walk out of your jail cell. The guy in the the guy in the <laughs> patrolling just sucked me in the face, <laughs> and I fell. I didn't. I did. So, the stream itself would be a damn right laugh. You because like like when you and I played Sekiro. Yeah. You were like, oh, I got this. Did good. Thirty minutes later, you're like, oh, I died. Your turn. My hood. <laughs> so, uh, so su- should be a laugh. Super Destronaut Land Wars PS4 PS Vita Digital Crossbuy. And that's it. That's it. That's all there Near is. Near 2. Near 2 is So Near 2 seems to be the big one this week. Yeah. Well, actually, I was positive MLB The Show was meant to come out this week. 
Is it 20? Yeah. Yeah, click on the post on that one, yeah. Thirteenth of the third. It's four days early access though. So. Oh, so it means it's coming out next week. Yeah, so it comes out the seventeenth. Ah, sneaky sneak. Cool, because like I'm I'm hard as hell hell for uh, MLB. Yeah, show. so it's available the seventeenth of the third. Yeah. But if you pre-order, you will get early access on the thirteenth. Ah, okay. Well, I've also reached out for that one as well. So hopefully, you and I both have some cool games to talk about next week. Because if it comes out the Friday, there's not a whole lot we can say about Neo 2 on Saturday. I Well, there is. I died. Lots. A lot. <laughs> a lot. Um, I did read. I did consider re-downloading Neo 1 to sort of like get myself in the feels. I recently played it again. How'd I go for it? I still suck. Yeah, cool. My, my big issue with, with Neo 1 was I didn't understand the system very well. I didn't stance and kind of lost me. The, the stancing was fine. I just stayed in one stance and just went ham. It was the whole yokai system I didn't get. So I, I, my build was weak and I just couldn't kill anything. Like it just didn't matter how long I spent smacking something. I was just, I was just super weak. So I can, I'll have to figure it out this time. Me too, bro. Me too. <laughs> Pretend to know what I'm doing. I feel you. <laughs> but anyways, do you need the spiel? I want to say no, but I'll have it there just in case. <laughs> I'm first, aren't I? You are That's first. That's why. why I'm like, hey, you should probably have your part up. Sure. But yeah, look, uh, yeah, near <laughs> two, keen. I'm just killing time while the computer boots up. La 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 la. Mm. Quick, put password in. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, I believe in you. Let's do this. <laughs> that PlayStation conversation happened Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Spotify. 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you want to be a part of future conversations, head on over to our Discord, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. All the links are in the description below. That's right. If you want to join the PlayStation conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopcultures where you can watch us record this show as well as our uh, other shows, The Young and The Wrestlers and Playing Games. Stay a good time. Just like Dash, just like Steven, just like Cass bunch of other good name crispy in there you can come and be part of the conversation as it happens as we record the show it's good fun it's we have a blast and there's normally some pre-show some post-show <laughs> there's always some pre-show there's always some pre-show post-show yeah, look either way this makes you if you want to chat to us and about some other stuff front and back best way to go about it but um one thing that we'd like you to do if you could be so kind would be to share this position conversation tell your friends tell your family tell anyone that hey there's a podcast that i think you might listen to it's about two guys and they talk about playstation it'd be much appreciated if you're on your podcast service and you give us a five-star rating you know you do all that sort of the 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 schmuzzle the, the stuff and just sort of help us get out there into into the masses click that youtube bell yeah click that youtube bell notifications watch on the youtubes is, is a big thing as well you know go on there like comment uh get that algorithm pumping yeah that's must me if you, if you comment we'll, the we'll come in and dude i you know, we'll i'm all, to... i'm always involved in the comments mm. on youtube so if you jump on youtube comment you will get a response within like two minutes from me or almost guaranteed but if you want to support us financially, patreon.com slash thepopcultures. Or you can buy our merchandise at popcultures.com slash shop. We can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it. it. does bring us to the end of the show, Max. So until next week, I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And that was for the players. I can't believe we spent 20 minutes at the start talking about fucking chairs. I'm not even mad. <laughs> I'm not even mad. I mean, you are because you don't have one. I'm mad because my fucking <laughs> chair sucks now.
For the players, the Pop Culturist PlayStation Podcast is fan-supported at patreon.com slash thepopculturist. And we'd like to thank our Patreon producers and our Patreon founders for their kindness, their support, and their generosity. Our Patreon founders, Alpha Ferret, Craig O'Flaherty, David Chataway, Jesse Stevenson, and Jacob Garner. And our Patreon producers, AJ Abatomi, Damien Holdies, Kyle Dunn, Lee Winterchauvin, Nathan Massetti, Paul James, Pure Mongrel, and Sean Levitt.